Hello and welcome to Bright Wings, children's books to make the heart soar. I am your host, Charity Hill. The purpose of this conversation is to help mothers and fathers identify books that will liberate their children to embrace truth, goodness, and beauty. Today, I am reviewing Shannon Messenger's book, Keeper of the Lost Cities. It's a New York Times and USA Today bestselling series. This book is a big local favorite in our area, at our school, and within uh, circles of several families. I borrowed a copy from a friend of mine. She was eager to have me review it. Her kids love the series, and she wanted to know, without having to read it all herself, uh, what my opinion was. So I borrowed the first book in their series, and I promptly put it on the hood of my car after music lessons one day, drove away, which pitched the book into a ditch where it was rained upon and made it swell to twice its usual size. So I had to buy my own copy, which I will give back to her. Sorry about your book, Roxy. <laughs> the copy that I read is the illustrated and annotated edition. So that means not only does it have some pictures, but Shannon Messenger wrote sort of wrote in the margin. So it looks like she took a pen and wrote in the margins of her book. And she tells us about why she wrote things that she wrote and comments on her writing, explaining it to the reader as she goes along. The book opens as the main character, Sophie, discovers that she is in fact not human. She is an elf. This explains why she's never quite fit in. She's never quite fit in in her normal and kind family. This explains why she has a particular gift. In fact, Sophie is a telepath, the unique ability to hear the, th the thoughts of everyone around her, something that she's never known how to explain, something that's made her an outcast, reads the back of the book, even really in her own family. But as the book opens, she meets Fritz, a mysterious boy who, quote, appears out of nowhere and also reads minds. She discovers there's somewhere she does belong, a new planet. Sophie leaves behind her family and planet Earth to join up with a new adoptive family. The elves teach her the, the rules that govern the life of this place. And though most people, most of the elves rather, are thrilled that she's come, some are hostile to her. She goes to school. She has a lot to master. She makes friends and frenemies and enemies. And Sophie discovers that she has secrets buried deep in her memory below her consciousness. Sophie's explicit gifts and talents and powers seem to grow as the book goes on and she grows in her confidence. She also mourns the loss of her earth family and observes that there are problems happening on earth, fires that seem to be of an elven nature. Finally, Sophie risks it all to help earth be safe, to put out the fires on earth. She realizes that she's one of She's one of the only elves who could possibly do this, and she is particularly motivated because of her affection, obviously, for everyone she knew on Earth. The great risk, of course, is that she's breaking all kinds of elven rules, and they could exile her or doom her to kind of a prison of madness where they break into her mind to read it, which leaves her mad, which leaves her insane. So that is a quick summary of the first book in the Keeper of the Lost City series by Shannon Messenger. I'd just like to say at the outset that I think Keeper of the Lost Cities is fine. It's fine. There's nothing particularly wrong with it. There are no particular moral red flags. And we all like a good underdog story, a good outsider story. Outsider changes worlds and becomes hero. 
That's a good story. That's a fun story. So Keeper of the Lost Cities, I'd say, is a pretty fun story. It's definitely a page turner. Its flaws are that it alternates terrible writing with decent writing. I don't mean terrible in a moral sense. I mean terrible in a um, not well-constructed or thought-out sense. The language is lacking in complexity. There's not a lot of um, complex words being used or vocabulary being employed. Description is pretty flat. Well, I'd say description of the natural world of the elven world is pretty flat. Uh, her description of school is excellent. She That's territory that Messenger knows better than the natural world. So I'd say the setting when Sophie is at school is a lot more believable. Character development and dialogue and development of character, especially through dialogue, is a bit flat. Also, Sophie's level of self-reflection is the self-reflection level of a 7th or 8th grader. So Sophie's self-perceptions aren't going to grow your child's self-perception in any way, probably, but they will be self-perceptions perhaps that your child understands easily. Let me give you an example of what I mean so you don't think I'm being too harsh. This is Sophie's arrival uh, at the new elven world. She stood at the edge of a glassy river lined with impossibly tall trees, fanning out their wide emerald leaves among the puffy white clouds. Across the river, a row of crystal castles glittered in the sunlight in a way that would make Walt Disney want to throw rocks at his magic kingdom. To her right, a golden path led into a sprawling city where the elaborate domed buildings seemed to be built from brick-sized jewels, each structure a different color. Snow-capped mountains surrounded the lush valley and the crisp, cool air smelled like cinnamon and chocolate and sunshine. Now, this wouldn't be so bad. Except that the annotation beside it, I'm so sorry, but really, we gotta, we gotta talk about bad writing. <laughs> the annotation beside it says, of all the descriptions I've written for this series, Shannon Messenger writes, this will always be one of my favorites, especially the, the Disney reference since I'm such a huge Disney fan. I'm sorry, but we can't describe the most beautiful thing in the book as being like something from Disney. We can't do that. We got to write better than that. (sighs) I realize Shannon Messenger is writing for 10-year-olds, perhaps. Um, I think probably that would be a great age to read this book. It definitely is a page turner. It's 500 pages to turn. It's very long. A couple of things that aren't so believable. um, that How quickly Sophie is able to leave behind her Earth family. And enter into a normal life on the elven world. I also find it just a tiny annoying that the elves have a kind of self-righteousness regarding the humans and the way that the humans treat the natural world. And how if it wasn't for the elves, humans would have destroyed the planet a long time ago. So there's kind of um, an annoying sense of superiority sometimes about the elves. But I do like how Sophie chooses the hard thing, the good thing that's difficult to do. Several times in the story, she risks herself to save others. I really like the friendships in this story, too. There is some classism and there's some, um, you know, kind of popularity issues going on. Um, But Sophie is able to win over, with her authenticity, um, some snobby girls and um, 
a boy from a higher kind of kind of cla- higher class kind of elvish clan simply by being herself simply by being the wonderful elf that she is she's kind and patient and willing to trust there's kind of a love triangle between Sophie and a couple of elvish boys there's a lot of oh oh do I like him does that mean I like him kind of stuff going on but it, it's all really sweet it's fine that love triangle is mostly one of those kind of um, mostly friendly and yet it's still in the stages of innocent kind of discovery. My 13 year old scorns the book as being too much of a page turner. <laughs> and my 10 year old loves the book, pretty much loves the book. I'm not sure she's finished it yet. Uh, I was busy with it. So maybe that's why she's not finished with it yet. All right. So I will admit to you that I did enjoy reading it by the end. In between spots of banal writing and sort of flat dialogue, there are wonderful moments and delightful plot twists. And one question that's still left hanging at the end of the book that I love is if Sophie is a clone and if there is information and talent hidden in her mind and in her being, is she really free? Is she programmed? To what extent is Sophie free? This was definitely an entertaining book, and it's a great book for an ambivalent reader. I use the word entertainment cautiously because I actually don't think that books, the purpose of reading is to be entertainment, right? I think the purpose of books is leisure, right? Something that helps you become yourself. And I think that is what makes reading restful in the end. That's what makes reading a joy. So I do think it is a fine book, fine. And I'm going to let my 10-year-old finish reading it. So I hope that this podcast on Shannon Messenger's Keeper of the Lost Cities book one, I hope it has helped you decide whether this is a book worth reading. <laughs>